hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am super excited today. Um, I really love Kayla's content, and um, she has a new, like, a newer anti-MLM Instagram account. Like, I think you just popped up, what, like, a month a ago? Few, yeah, like, not that long ago. It's only been and a few, immediately... Like, you came on the scene, and I was like, you need to be on the podcast. <laughs> and I am. I'm excited. I've never gotten to tell my story in its full glory before, so. Oh, well, go for it. Go <laughs> I, for it. I love it. I so appreciate that you're approaching MLMs with a mental health aspect, just specifically, because it really is relevant to my story, and I think it's really important to let people know that MLMs can be completely detrimental to your mental health in multiple ways. You know, we could, we could sit here and list them all off the, the gaslighting, the hustle, the culture, the fact that you're in a commercial cult and you're brainwashed. There's so much that goes into it. So I I just messaged you today and was like, (laughs) uh, cause we were talking about how I was like working so much and you you were like, Oh, well you're working hard. And I was like, I'm a victim of hustle culture. Yeah. But you're not like boss babe status. You're not not like driving down the road on your Instagram stories and you're not sitting in your hospital bed after you just gave birth or something like, (laughs) Uploading to your podcast. Guys, there's a flash sale on my podcast today. (laughs) If you get in early. (laughs) The first three listens. Right. A glorified high five, which is more than what you get with an MLM. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I feel like I have so much to say. I don't know where to start. So do you have any questions specifically? No, I would say, like, if you want to start, um, like, I know you briefly kind of said that you were, uh, you had other MLM run-ins before you were in your MLM. If you want to start there, sometimes that's easier. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I feel like maybe it's just me, but I feel like a lot of people relate to having moms that were avid MLM partygoers. You know, like growing up, like we went to all of them. I'm talking Avon, Mary Kay, Pampered Chef, Tupperware. There was MLM stuff all over the house all the time. <laughs> and I never knew what was going on. I didn't know what an MLM was. I was just a kid and my mom would bring me to these events and there would be other kids and I would play with them. We would all hang out. We'd be like, our moms are like buying Tupperware, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, but it's interesting 
Because when I did get roped into Young Living, it was maybe three or four months into my business before I even heard the term multi-level marketing. And then, you know, after that, the, even the terms pyramid scheme or any, any of that, like I didn't know, I was very green. I didn't know about any of it. <laughs> um, so I'll start kind of at the beginning of my story here. What happened was, um, oh gosh. So in 2016, my best friend at the time and my, she was my roommate. We were planning this big move. We're from Kentucky. We were moving to Florida. It was like this grand scheme as best friends. We wanted to change our lives, you know, have experiences, meet new people. She was from Florida. So we were like, let's do it. Let's go. We planned this for about a year and a half. We had to save up and, right. you know, get everything straightened out so that we could smoothly, like, transfer with our jobs and have a place to live. We didn't just, like, pack our bags and move to Florida. Um, I was working three jobs, and I have I was in the uh, service industry for more than a decade between serving, bartending, management, retail. I did a little bit of everything, always working with the public, and after a while – it does tend to drain you quite a bit because you're working with, with the public and <laughs> they tend to take their emotions out on employees of wherever they're shopping or eating a lot of times. Not to say that, you know, you don't get amazing customers and you don't get like right. regulars who just make it all worth it. And the money is, you know, really good. But, um, I was exhausted because I was working three jobs, just trying to save up. And the whole goal was, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to move. I'm going to do something different and meet people and stuff. So um, what happened was this girl that I worked with at this little mom and pop breakfast restaurant, she became my upline. She got me roped into Young Living before we moved. And um, what's interesting is, you know, we see in all these trainings, all these like Zoom calls that the anti-MLM creators sneak into or they get uh, screen recordings of these leaders and these trainers are teaching girls mostly um, they're steering them away from the hey hun cold messaging it still happens but now they're like you need to think in the long term you need to get to know people you need to become their friends you need to build a relationship with them you need to find out what they like find out what they're interested in Find out what their vulnerabilities are. Maybe they don't say that specifically, but like what health problems do they have? What are they struggling with mentally? And then you need to pick out that one thing and you need to hone in on that and you need to get them roped in somehow. That's like the whole goal these days. I feel like a lot of the times um, cold messaging does still happen, but that's how I got roped in. My upline was very, very smart. So I worked with her. And I was going through a really hard time. It was a transitional time. I was very uh, impressionable. And I remember one day, I, it was one of those weekends where it was like, I have to work three doubles in a row. I have to make, you know, X amount, like $700 by Monday. How am I going to do this? And I go into work that morning and I just have tears going down my face. And, um, like nobody kind of talked to me when I came in because I just kept my head down and I like walked past everybody and went into like the storage area where all the dry food is. 
and I just was trying to get myself together. And she was the only one that approached me and she approached me and she gave me a hug and she was like, I don't know you, but whatever you're going through, it's going to be okay. I'm here for you. And that's how she inserted herself into my life. So moving forward, she was one of my quote unquote best friends. She became very, very close with me as I was transitioning into this big move to Florida that I had been planning for so long. And I was completely like, you know, I'm not the kind of person who goes out of my way to make friends. I kind of let friends come to me. Mm -hmm. And I used to have a really bad habit of being a complete doormat (laughs) without, I don't have a better way to put that. Um, People would just walk all over me and I would kind of let them, I would just kind of I was, I was too nice for my own good. And I didn't know how to stand up for myself since I, since I had my son, uh, that's changed (laughs) since I got out of my MLM that's changed. So she, she definitely got close with me. She became one of my best friends and wriggled her way into my life. And she got me to get a starter kit. She got me to become a distributor, which back then it's different now, but back then, if you bought a starter kit, you were a distributor, whether you wanted to be or not, there was no difference. So, but that was the only way to become a young living member and get the wholesale discount. You had to buy a starter kit, which made you a distributor automatically. So I don't know if you knew that, but that's, and I didn't know that either. I bought the kit thinking, Oh, I'm going to buy these oils that are going to change my life because you know how they hype up all of these MLM products. It'll change your life. You can use them Every single day, it'll like cure every disease you've ever had. <laughs> I just reposted something. I don't remember who came up with it, um, but I reposted today. Like your shampoo isn't life changing. <laughs> yes, I saw that. It's no, it's not. Like that's that is a clear sign of a cult. I sell shampoo. It's going to change your life. No, no, no. <laughs> it should not. It should not. Shampoo should not change your life. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Like how, how would shampoo change their life? (laughs) My hair is so shiny or it's falling out. There's like literally, (laughs) there's no in between. (laughs) Well, I guess Monet shampoo does change some people's lives for the worst. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking. (sighs) It's not going to get you a free car. I'll tell you that. Um, nothing free in MLM no no absolutely not even when they make it seem like it's free it's not like um for example with Young Living with their uh essential rewards program they've changed it I don't know if you know this but in 2021 earlier this year Young Living had to revamp their entire business model they had to change everything Um, Because in 2019, they had a class action lawsuit for being a pyramid scheme, and it was ongoing. I don't know how it worked out. I don't know if they settled. I don't know. But um, they changed their entire business model. So I assume that it's not still ongoing. I am not 100% for sure on that, though. Someone else will have to dig up that information to let me know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff has changed. I forget exactly why I got on that topic in the first place because we were talking about what was it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Shampoo changing your life. That's what I'm thinking. Well, of. we were talking about how the oil you bought all of the oils and you had to yeah. buy the starter kit. 
Well, that's the thing is I was like, these oils are going to change our lives. They're going to be revolutionary. And then she kind of snuck in there like, yeah, you should totally sell them. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And she's like, well, you, you're a distributor now because you bought the starter kit. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I guess I might as well make some money back. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's you how didn't even know you were a distributor no. at first? No, not at first. Not that like sneaky. She told me after, like, um, after I bought the kit while I was waiting for it to come in the mail. And then, then that's when I started to give it some serious thought because, you know, she was like, you could get out of restaurants. I know you want to change your life. Like, that's why you moved to Florida. So don't you want to do that? Don't you want to have this business opportunity to change your life? And of course, like all the classic all the classic um, things that get you roped in. And I, I completely just dove headfirst into it. I fell for all of it, the whole financial freedom and the dream. I was 100% inspired by it and I was fired up by it. And I did all the things that I was supposed to do. (laughs) And that's how I got started with Young Living Essential Oils. Mm -hmm. And I need to pull up my notes just to make sure I stay on track here with the topics that I want to talk about. So let me no get those problem. real quick. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like breathing through the day. Yeah, yeah. You've been busy all day like we talked about. Yeah. So after a year of me being in Florida selling the essential oils, selling the lifestyle, selling the dream. I will say something that I'm very ashamed of now is I did get my mom signed up as a distributor under me. She was my most successful downline member. It was really unfortunate (laughs) because, you know, she, I told you before, she was this avid MLM party goer. So whenever I was like, Hey, young living, she was completely into it just like I was she was completely hooked so she started the business I ended up at the end of the day with a downline of 26 people so that's that is impressive and it's not because that was 26 distributors technically that I had under me but only a few of them were actually working the business because if you buy the kit you're a distributor at least that's how it was before now they separate it. Now you're called a brand partner if you if you want to sign up to be a brand partner. And I just find that completely laughable, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. You can, <laughs> just like changing the name doesn't make it any less scammy. Right. Like, call it what you will. <laughs> you're an independent contractor. Right. You know? You're a salesperson. You're a walking advertisement. And they are not required to pay you for, for the hard work that you do. And... So getting into the nitty gritty of what that was like in Florida, I was very successful at my bartending job. Um, I had a couple of different bartending jobs, actually, and I was making decent money because I was working right off the bay um, near Tampa in Florida there. So, uh, you know, constant tourists, constant snowbirds. I was working at a little bistro. I was making really good money with that. And I was making no money with Young Living, but I was buying so much Young Living, so much. I just went through the other day because I wanted to see how much I made versus how much I spent with Young Living. 
And you can't even look at your order history from that far back. You can only go back within the last year looking oh, at wow. your order. It makes me so mad, but I could go back and I could look at the PV amounts that I had spent. But that's different because, you know, PV doesn't equal the same amount as like the dollar amount. So you right. could spend a lot more money than what actually like the amount of PV that you were spending. Right. Um, but I was spending about at least $300 a month on Young Living products. And then turn around, that was just on my monthly subscription. And they get you twice a month. And this is how they do it. With your monthly subscription, you get points back, like a certain amount of, like a percentage of points that you get back on the PV that you spent on your order. Um, and the reason why you want to sign up with the subscription is because when you're getting the points back, but also if you spend so many points, you get free stuff. So at 100 PV, you get something for free. At 190, 250, and 300, if you spend 300, you get all the things for free. So that's how they get you. But then they get you twice a month because you've got those points. Those they, they were called essential rewards points. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think they're just called points now, like account credit points. Um, but you couldn't use those on your monthly order, of course. So you would have to check out through the cart to do a second order. So every month I was putting in two orders and I was spending at least $300 on that monthly order to get all the free stuff. And that's, that's what it was. That's what made me bring this up because we were talking about how nothing is free. Right. Nothing is free in MLMs, which is true. Like all those free products that I thought I was getting, I was breaking the bank buying all that stuff. <laughs> oh and, and that's you, what they encourage you to do. Could you um, save the points up? And you could. Okay. You didn't have to spend them all. But something really messed up is, for example, if you had 29 points and you wanted to buy an oil that was $30 and you wanted to get your oil for free, you couldn't do it. You couldn't put those 29 points towards that oil. You had to spend those points on something that was equal to or less of the amount of points that you have. You couldn't just sense. pay the difference. Yeah, no, you couldn't. You had like the points had to completely pay for the item. And not every item on Young Living's website is even eligible to get for free with those points. So I'm sorry okay. that's complicated, but it fires me up. I've been looking at the compensation plan because I'm doing a deep dive video. Yeah. And some of this stuff that I'm just now realizing, it just makes me so angry. <laughs> like, why, why did I do that? <laughs> they make it complicated on purpose so yes, that you'll end do. up deeper and deeper. And like, and oh, they're, they're very good. They're very they, good at man manipulating you. All of the things like I just heard was like gambling. It's like, like, okay, if I buy more, then I get for free. Like, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, couponing, like yeah. extreme couponing. If you have all these coupons for things that you weren't going to buy in the first place, but you went ahead and bought them because you had coupons for them. Right. They trap you that way. They're like, yeah, you're spending more money, but you are saving money. Quote unquote, you're saving right. money, which is not true. Um, so <laughs> The whole year that I was in Florida, I was bartending still. My only goal was I wanted to hit the rank of silver, which is completely and insanely, it's almost unattainable. Like it's really unrealistic to hit the rank of silver and it's only the fifth rank in. And 
Uh, that was my goal. That was my big goal. It was on my vision board. You know, I had a vision board. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many ranks were there in Young Living? So I'll, I'll have to count real quick. There is uh, associate is the bottom and that used to be called distributor before this year. So there's associate star, senior star, executive, silver. And then from there, oh man, I feel like there may be a rank in between silver and diamond, but I can't remember for sure. And then there's crown diamond and then there's royal crown diamond. So there's eight or nine levels, but the entire compensation plan changes when you hit the rank of silver, which is the fifth rank in. And I don't know much about that half of the compensation plan because only 0.3% of people in the entire company made it to silver in 2020. With then that's their most updated comp um, income disclosure statement, excuse me. And I want to see a new income disclosure statement from them because now that they have separated the brand partners, quote unquote, from the people who just signed up with a discount, that income disclosure statement, an updated one is going to reflect that. And, you know, the MLM huns are always defending the income disclosure statement because they're like, the people at the bottom are all people who are just in it for the discount. They're not working the business. Right. But an updated uh, income disclosure statement is going to show only brand partners. And I'm curious to see if that number at the bottom, that percentage is still as high as it is because that that'll totally, you know, just pull the rug out from under their feet on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> Was there a quota for Young Living? Yes. Um, $50 a month to be active, uh, $50 a month, excuse me, PV. So $50 or more, depending on what you were buying, because not every item that you bought was going to be worth as much PV as the dollar amount it was worth. Right. I hope that makes sense. No, it so $50 a month to remain active on, um, the sub monthly subscription program mm -hmm. and also $50 a month to be um, qualified to get your bonus checks. But before, when I was working in Young Living, so before this year, before they changed it, you had to spend 100 PV. So that's $100 a month or more to become commission qualified. Now we all know that you don't make as much off of commissions as you do off of your recruitment bonuses. So 50 PV, $50 or more would get you your recruitment bonuses, but you wanted to spend that 100 PV. You were in absolutely encouraged to spend that 100 PV to get the 8% commission off your downline, 8% off oh. your immediate downline. Everybody under them was 5% or less, just so you know. Very, very, very little amount of commission. Yeah. So it was, and one more thing, I'll say this just real quick, and then we'll get out of the compensation plan if we can, <laughs> because just real quick, if you make less than $25 a month, Young Living doesn't even bother to pay you. They don't give you a paycheck. They give you an account credit. Oh my God. spend on more product outside of your monthly uh, subscription. You can't spend that account credit on your monthly subscription that you're obviously getting if you're serious about doing the business. You have to do like a quick order from your cart like you would with the rewards points. So, and I didn't even, 
understand what was happening. So I just stopped ordering product from Young Living in September. It wasn't that long ago. And we'll get into that more because I want to talk about the mental health aspect of my story. And we'll get to that because I did, I was so completely brainwashed for so long that I did continue to buy the product, even though I wasn't doing the business. And I was getting all of these account credits this last year that I was in Young Living. And I just kept telling my husband, I don't know what these account credits are for, but I guess I'll use them. And lo and behold, those were supposed to be my paychecks, but they were just account credits. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know that's all really involved, but it's still like learning this stuff, just peeling back the layers of everything that happened to me and why it happened. It's insane. I was a very small fish with Young Living, very small fish. I never made it past the rank of star. That's the second uh, rank. So there's, it was distributor, distributor, and then star was the next rank in. I almost hit senior star, but you have to have 2000 OGV, which is like all the PV of yourself and everybody beneath you. And I think the most that I ever got was like 1700. So I was close, but I'd never hit senior star. I was really trying to hit senior star before 2018 convention. And that was a whole, that's a whole other topic that we'll talk about. (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't end up going, but, but it's still a whole other topic because it was, (laughs) um, so the whole year that I lived in Florida to just to kind of get back into that whole fiasco, I was doing all the things. I was talking to all the strangers, like people at the grocery store, like all the things that they tell you to do, which is super weird and uncomfortable. I was doing all the the Facebook live videos. I was doing all the Facebook groups. It was very big in Facebook at that time. I didn't really utilize my Instagram that much. Um and my uplines were these sweet older ladies, like my my two uplines that were actually involved in what our little team was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like not uh, an entire generation older than my mom, but they were like older than my mom kind of ladies, like very sweet, didn't understand technology, didn't really understand the business model. They couldn't really pass along useful information to me, which was really unfortunate. So I spent a lot of time buying a lot of books, watching a lot of Young Living top leaders, just trying to soak up all the information that I could from outside of my team, because all they did was put me in a bunch of Facebook groups and those were a hot mess. There was no like credible information on any, it was just people like, what can I do to cure my psoriasis? Like literally that's all the Facebook groups were, were health claims and people like, how do I cure my, you know, how do I get rid of my dandruff? How do I cure my, you know, who knows? Like, how do I cure my cancer? I mean, that's so, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so real and it's such a problem, especially with these essential oil multi-level marketing companies is all of these people think that they have a (laughs) cure-all and they don't (laughs) it's a placebo I promise yeah like put the oils in your diffuser honey and you'll be fine just don't like it's not going to cure anything but it smells nice okay don't slather yourself with essential oils I don't recommend it don't eat them I don't recommend it just from somebody that was using these oils religiously literally 
for the last uh, over four years. Just don't. <laughs> That's my uh, sorry. Another tangent, but have you heard oh. of whale dumping? Maybe. Uh, what is I it? I recently heard about like people will just like dump the oils on their head. Maybe. I don't know if I ever heard it called that specifically, but in, you know, in Young Living, of course, they had to bring religion into it, which is a whole nother aspect of being culty. Definitely like, you know, playing a big part in um, uh, religious manipulation in that way, faith manipulation. Um, and it was called anointing. So like dumping a bottle of oils over your head. I don't recommend that either because one, it's really freaking expensive. Like why would you take a bottle of oil that you spent so much money on and just dump it over your head? That's just so silly. <laughs> and it can't be like great for you. No. Why do you want to be that oily? Nobody <laughs> needs to be that oily. Gross. <laughs> like no your scalp is gonna be so oily and greasy ew oh gosh and like okay like you want to pair your oils with a carrier oil I was very big in oil education I wanted to make sure people were using the shit safely as much as they possibly could like now I would tell you if you can avoid it just don't put it on your body like don't use it topically these should not be used as a beauty product. They should be used as a home goods product for aromatherapy. And that's it. I don't think they should be in your kitchen. I don't think they should be on your body. But if you're going to put them on your body, you need to pair them with a carrier oil because it's going to stretch the oil and it's going to make it just a little bit safer for your body to, to handle, you know? So... For example, if you accidentally get peppermint oil on your hands or your arms or whatever, it's going to sting a little bit because that's pretty abrasive. I, I'm not a big fan of mint oils in general just because, if, like, I'm sensitive to it. If I put it on my skin, it's going to leave a red mark. It's going to burn. It's going to be uncomfortable. Um, to fix that, to, like, balance it out, you would use, like, coconut oil or some other kind of uh, jojoba oil, which is pretty expensive, but not nearly as expensive as young living essential oils yeah. and it'll kind of um balance out like that redness and that irritation for you so i just don't ever recommend anybody putting oil directly onto their skin did i do it absolutely i did it a lot <laughs> not with the peppermint oils though that's a lot that's really overwhelming um just don't that's my advice <laughs> but if you do use a carrier oil so don't dump a whole bottle of oils on your head zero out of 10 don't recommend <laughs> all right sorry go back to your story <laughs> uh, it's totally fine it's so easy to get off on these subjects like I said earlier anti-MLM or multi-level marketing in general it's such a nuanced subject you could just talk about it forever which is why there are so many of us anti-MLM content creators <laughs> We all have stuff to say. We do. And every, every day that says it is just like we all need to be saying it because we're all reaching different people and like some people might connect more with other people and all that stuff. And it's just it's just Definitely. so important. Like if anyone is listening to this podcast and you're like thinking about being a content creator, but you're like, oh, like there are so many. 
like really the content creator community is very small. Like we mostly know who each other are for the most part. Like most yeah. of us at least like are familiar with each other's names or like handles. Right. And there's room for everybody. That's there the is. thing too, is like in MLMs, there's not room for everybody because if you're at the bottom, you're not making money. Right. <laughs> but in the anti-MLM world, you know, it doesn't have anything to do uh, monetarily, but like, if you want to be in on this, come on in. <laughs> absolutely. We all want to hear talk. what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so just, you know, that whole year that I was in Florida, I hustled, I worked my ass off. I did, I spent all the money and I did all of the things. And of course I listened to Rachel Hollis and I had all the self-help books. I had all the essential oil aromatherapy science quote unquote books. Um, I had so much crap outside of all the money that I was spending on Young Living products. I was just throwing money wherever the top leaders told me to throw my money, you know, because I was like, this is going to propel me to success. This is going to give me the dream. This is going to get me all the things that I want. And I was really like on a dopamine is that the word that I'm looking for like a dopamine high yeah. I was really like living for it like young living was like my everyday I was you know breathing eating and sleeping everything was young living to me and I talked about it constantly and I always wonder how many strangers did I meet that I talked to about essential oils how many classes did I host and I talked to all these people about oils and they knew that I was in a pyramid scheme and they were just like too nice to be like you know what, girl, <laughs> you've gotten yourself into something. You're a little in over your head. They were just, I know, I know I can look back at my memories and I'm like, oh, that person totally knew. That person knew that I was in it deep and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So. It's what so hard now being on the other side because you know that you can't say anything to anyone. Like, you know it, like we were all so brainwashed. Like yeah. I remember one girl like said something to me. She was like, you're in a pyramid scheme. And <laughs> I was so mad. Honestly, I still get angry thinking about it to this day. Yeah. I'm like, literally like, even though I'm like, like good try, like the <laughs> rational part of me is like, good try. Thanks for trying. Like the like brainwashed part of me is like I still get upset thinking yeah. about like she like will comment on some of my like anti-MLM stuff now and I like get like butt hurt every time I see her name I'm like I'm like she knew <laughs> right it's so hard to accept like that person was absolutely right and I was yeah. absolutely wrong but it was still a situation where you were emotionally affected so you you still want to have that like resignation yep absolutely <laughs> she's a sweet sweet girl if, if you're listening right. to this podcast like I like so appreciate what you did but like I just know I was so in too deep yeah, yeah. I feel and that so you were in Florida <laughs> well I need to kind of wrap up the, to the point where I left Florida because that's really where all the shit started hitting the fan uh, my best friend who I had moved to Florida with mm -hmm. she got engaged and she was moving back home to Kentucky to get married and it just so happened that my upline who had become like really best friends with us. She had worked her way into our lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she was supposed to be our best friend and my business partner 
quote-unquote business partner. She was always stealing my ideas, but that's another topic (laughs) altogether. Um, She, okay, so just just so you know about my upline just a little bit, let me get off on this side tangent real quick. Most people who are in an MLM, I feel like, especially at the bottom when you're a small fish, you don't realize the harm that you're doing. You don't realize the magnitude of what you've gotten involved with. You don't realize that you are potentially scamming people out of money, out of, um, you know, their emotional well-being, out of their relationships that they have with other people, um, and how much being in a multi-level marketing company can really affect their lives um, as well as yours. So that was not the case with my upline. (laughs) She knew. She knew what she was doing, and she manipulated and used me for years on purpose because I was her downline like that I was her pawn that's what I was there for and I was her little assistant because I was her only successful downline member that I know of at least while she and I were friends I was her only successful downline member so she was also getting married and my best friend was getting married and they were both going to be in Kentucky together And I was in Florida. Suddenly, I didn't have my roommate anymore, my best friend. And they, um, we were all like bridesmaids in each other's weddings. (laughs) And uh, uh, they were in competition with each other. They were both kind of mean girls, you know. And I just think that that's so petty. Like, it doesn't have to be a competition. Everybody can get married and everybody can be happy and it can be beautiful for everybody. But that's not how it was. It was a very toxic um, triangle that we were in with each other. Everybody was just, they they were so mean to each other and they were both mean to me and I just kind of kept my head down. Um, So when I decided that traveling back and forth for all of these weddings and spending all this money on my Young Living stuff was just not going to be doable for me financially, I decided to also move back home. And that is really when things went completely downhill for me. That was when I spiraled into one of the deepest depressions that I've ever been in in my entire life. Um, And it lasted for years, for years. This uh, young living affected my whole entire life for many years. And, uh, you know, fast forward to a few months ago, all it took was one anti-MLM video. And I was like, oh. It wasn't my fault. It was never me. It was never my fault. I was, it was meant to fail. But, you know, until that point, I was very hard on myself because when I moved back to Kentucky, I, I tried to do the business still, Mm -hmm. but I felt really, really icky about asking all my friends and family to spend $160 on these starter kits and then to try to sell it with me. I felt really icky about all of that. In Florida, I could just ask a bunch of strangers. It didn't bother me that much, you know? Right. But, you know, the cost of living and the poverty in Kentucky is so much, it's different. The poverty level in Kentucky is profound. And I knew that the people that I knew back home didn't have the money to funnel into Young Living. Um, And I did still get a few more people to sign up under me. Um, and I was still doing all of these. I I would like go on trips with my mom. We drove out to Cincinnati and we saw some health self-help people. Um, they were called the ULA guys 
and, and if you're in Young Living, you know who the Ula guys are. They wrote a book. They travel around in a van. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, but we did all of this stuff. And I was still trying my hardest. I was still posting all over social media. Um, but I was really feeling like the sadness was really starting to get to me because I was no longer like living in the sunshine state and I was no longer meeting new people and doing fun things. And I was kind of starting to get into that depression because I was living with my boyfriend at the time. We were in a long distance relationship while I was in Florida. I was living with him at his mom's house and all of my stuff was in storage. And on the way back from that Cincinnati trip to top it all off, my car broke down and it needed a new transmission and I couldn't afford the payments and I couldn't afford the transmission. So I let it go back to the dealership. And I, for the first time in my adult life, did not have my own vehicle. I didn't have my own mode of transportation. So I'm living in <laughs> my future mother-in-law's house with my boyfriend at the time. No car. Can't afford my large young living orders every month anymore. I had bought tickets for convention. I had bought tickets for 2018 convention. That's the year after Gary Young died. Um, it was like their 25th anniversary. And, um, I was going to go, I was going to fly out to Salt Lake city for the week. I, I purchased a, a piece of, um, an Airbnb. Like I went in with a bunch of strangers who are in young living, like not even my upline and my downline, like complete strangers. We all signed up for this Airbnb. So I was going to be living with a bunch of people that I didn't know for a week no mode of transportation. I was going to have to figure all that out. No food. I was going to have to figure all that out. And, you know, when my car broke down and turns out that that year's convention, the amount of people attending had tripled from the year before. They did not have enough room for all those people. And, you know, everyone else had already gotten their plane tickets like so far in advance and they were smart to do that because when I tried to get my plane tickets, it was like $600 each way. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, I can't afford this. Like I can't. And that is really a, just the hot mess that just came together and put me into this, you know, depression that I fell into. And it was really unfortunate. The problem is, is that, you know, the main people in my life, yeah, outside of my um, boyfriend at the time, he's now my husband, were my two best friends. And uh, neither of them cared at all. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I would talk to them. I would approach them. I would be like, hey, this is what's going on. And I'm feeling really down about it. And my upline, this girl, she did not. She blatantly, she would change the subject. She didn't have time for me. She was getting married. I was her bridesmaid. I was supposed to be there for her. I was supposed to be all in for her and everything that she needed. And That's so sad. It is. It is sad. And my, my other best friend was more or less the same way. I mean, she wasn't my upline, but she didn't have time for me either. They were too busy competing with each other for their big, giant, stupid weddings. <laughs> I'm still so salty about those stupid weddings. Because I was in both of them, and then, like, all of our friendships completely fell apart. <laughs> yeah, weddings are can be a real big turning point in people's lives yeah, for a lot so of stressful, reasons. So stressful. 
so much planning and so like bridezillas, 100% bridezillas. <laughs> but it was really, it was a really dark time. I do have a, it's funny now. It's a funny story that we're going to laugh about because we laugh so we don't cry. I have a funny story about this time in my life. Um, it was maybe two weeks before one of their big weddings and my upline, let's call her Natalie. That's not her name, but we'll call her Natalie. She coerced me into dog sitting her five dogs for a week for free while she went on vacation with her fiance. Oh, oh my gosh. For free. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. She never would drive out to see me. Like we would have our little business meetings and I would have to borrow vehicles from people to get to her house every day. She like lived on the outskirts of town. So it was a decent little drive. It was like a 25, 30 minute drive to her house. And I didn't have a car, but I was at her house every day somehow. And she didn't care. <laughs> and I was so depressed and she didn't care. But I remember, I don't remember verbatim what she said, but we were in her kitchen one day and she was telling me about this trip that she was going on. And, you know, the dogs were running around outside and she was like, I can't afford to pay someone to watch the dogs. Will you watch the dogs for me? And it, it didn't sound like a question. It was like, you're going to do this, right? You know, because I was her bridesmaid. I was her downline and she was getting married in a couple of weeks. So it was obviously my duty to do everything that I possibly could in the way of her happiness. Like I couldn't say no. And I was a doormat. So I didn't. I totally agreed to it. And it was awful. <laughs> It was, it was midwinter. Um, the heat, like the heating element went out in her house and these dogs were not well behaved. They were not well trained and she made me sleep in the guest room, which is fine. But she said, it's okay if your boyfriend stays with you too, but you guys have to let the dogs sleep in the bed with you because they're going to want to sleep in the bed with you. And if you don't let them, they're going to poop all over the living room. And so I did that for one night. We left the door open. The dogs made us insane all night long. We had no heat. We were freezing. And these dogs were just in and out and jumping on the bed all night. And they still pooped all over the living room. And I don't even have dogs. I have cats. <laughs> I'm not even a dog. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not a dog person. I just don't want one in my house. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild animal. I, yeah. I, my, my wild animal is rolling around. I noticed that I saw the tail in the background. Oh, <laughs> sweet baby. I love dogs. I do. I just don't want to, to take care of one. They cats are a lot are so of easy. Yeah, yeah, cats are like, here's the box you shit in. Here's some food. I'll see you whenever you feel like getting pets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Low <laughs> maintenance. But five dogs, dude. Can you imagine? You have a dog. Five dogs. I can't imagine. For free. For they free. ran out of food. Dude, they ran out of food while she was gone. So she and her fiance decided to leave a night early. They just like left. And they, and she calls me. She's like, I don't know if she was driving or if she was getting on a plane, but she was like, hey, we left a night early. Can you just go over there and like feed the dogs? And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess I have to. Otherwise they're not going to get taken care of. Right. So, you know, my happy ass goes over to her house and takes care of her dogs. 
And uh, after that first night, we didn't stay the night there anymore. We would just drive there, feed the dogs, let them out a couple times a day. And that was all we could do. Um, Cause there was no heat in the house and I felt bad for the dogs, but they were okay. They had beds and blankets and things like that, but they ran out of food. And this girl, when I tell her, her dogs are out of food. She says, feed them the bread that's on top of the refrigerator. We bought oh. them dog food. Because <laughs> you can't let these dogs just eat bread. Like, I, I got them dog food. Right. Like, damn, girl, do you not care? And then she calls me her last night of vacation. She says, would you be okay if we stay another night? And I told her no, and she was so pissed. She was mad at me. And I was like, no, I can't do this for another night. Like, come and take care of your dogs. Like, I'm sorry you couldn't afford to put them in a kennel or something where they were properly taken care of, but I'm over it. <laughs> so well, yeah. That's a major inconvenience and she's not even paying you. And you bought their dog's food. So not only did you pay for gas to go back and forth, you bought their food and your time and yeah, you're like, working her illegal well, her legal pyramid scheme yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i laugh about it now that's definitely the most ridiculous story that i have from my time in young living but that only added to the the just complete shattering of my mental well-being like i emotionally was not okay <laughs> i was not doing so well um, I felt like I had lost all my Florida friends. You know, I didn't really want to socialize with a lot of people in Kentucky. I was back to bartending at the same restaurant that I had worked at before. I didn't want to be there. And it was just a whole mess of a situation. And uh, my upline, of course, like even after I realized how completely toxic she was and I like right then and there, when she and I stopped being friends, there was a moment where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I blocked her on all social media platforms. And the thing is, is we still worked together at the restaurant. So she was still nice to my face. I was her bartender. I had to make the drinks for her tables. So she would come up to the service well while I was making her drinks and she would be so nice to me, even though I had blocked her from everything because I was the only one making her any money. So funny how that happens, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So at that point, were you still doing any of the Young Living stuff or did you just stop? The moment that she and I stopped being friends, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to put a, another single red cent in this girl's pocket. But unfortunately, I was still buying the product. So she was still getting some commission off of me. Granted, that's not nearly as much as the recruitment bonuses that she was getting when I was adding people to my downline. Um, so I just stopped paying attention to my downline. I let them kind of dwindle away. And I didn't stay on them about ordering every month like I was doing, which, you know, was, I was totally harassing these poor people. And I feel bad about it now. But Back then, I was like, this is my job. I have to make this work. I have to build this team. And uh, I was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. So, but the, the thing is, going back to the mental health aspect of it, is I was always told the only way to fail is if you give up. And I was essentially giving up. So I was like, 
I'm letting myself down. I'm killing my own dreams. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from this. And I was not okay to, to put it lightly. I was very, very hard on myself. I was very depressed and I thought it was all my fault because that's what they make you believe. My uplines never said, Hey, it's your fault. You're failing, but that's what they make you believe. There's a way to say something without saying it. Right. So yeah, that's, that's how that went. (laughs) God, it was so sad, but you know, fast forward to just a few months ago, like I said, um, it took one anti-MLM video and I was just hooked on anti-MLM content because I finally started to realize that it was never about me. It was never my fault. I didn't fail anything. No, you didn't. Yeah. So that's. You did exactly <laughs> what you were supposed to do. Yep. I did. I did. I spent all that money and all that time and all that hard work and I was at the bottom of the pyramid and that was right where I needed to be. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, man, I was such a small fish. What do I even have to say? That's even important. Like, who am I? I don't have anything important to say, but at the same time, like I do because so many people were where I was. So many people's stories are exactly the same as mine where they were like, at the bottom of the pyramid and they spent all this money and they put all this time and all this hard work just to be told that they failed and it was their own fault. So I feel like it is really, really important, maybe even more important for the small fish to speak out. Absolutely. Um, And I think a lot of people also are in the, are or were depending on where they are in their life right now in the same spot where you were too, where like the depression just gets so bad because Mm -hmm. you like don't know what to do, but you're also still getting those like dopamine hits from when anything positive happens in your business. The love bombing. Yeah. The love bombing. Those are major dopamine hits. It's like, if you do poorly, they're going to tell you it's your own fault. But if you do well, they're going to love bomb you. And that's where the dopamine comes in really. Right. Exactly. They're like all the uplines are noticing you and they're, they're like texting you and calling you and they're like, you're doing such a great job. And they're shouting out your name in their Facebook groups. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it feels so, good. It feels good to be recognized. Absolutely. And I think that it, it keeps, it definitely is a, a smart tactic to keep people in longer, even when they are starting to feel like I'm not doing so well, I'm not making money. What's wrong with me. It's my fault. You know, it keeps right. people in longer when you're told when you're given a pat on the back and a gold star and you're like, you're doing so great. And you're like crying, just like, yeah, I'm doing great <laughs> <laughs> because like you're spending so much money yeah. on these MLM products. Lord. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, can we just talk about the fact that I would host all of these health and wellness classes I wasn't qualified to teach anybody about health and wellness. Oh my gosh. I just like all these beach body girls. They're not qualified. All these Monate girls that have never been in any sort of styling classes or anything like they're not qualified. Right. Exactly. It, especially like, I, I don't know for sure. Cause I'm not a hairstylist um, or uh cosmetologist right 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 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like makeup and stuff, right? Yeah, my brain just like stopped working for a second. Um, <laughs> but like, like they like know about like chemicals and stuff too. Like that's why it, yeah. that schooling is so important because they understand like how like all this stuff works and right and like dietitians with diet fads and you know it works in beach body like you want a qualified coach you want a qualified dietitian telling you what to do with your body so that you don't hurt yourself more than you're helping yourself and i think that with young living it was absolutely the same way like i was trying to teach people how to live toxic free lives and i'm like what does that even mean <laughs> Oh, that like, was so silly of me and I knew I knew at the time that I wasn't qualified and I was so nervous I was like shaking like teaching these classes like telling people how to slather themselves with essential oils and put it in their cooking and shit like don't do that yeah. <laughs> but I, I knew I knew that I wasn't qualified and it didn't matter because they always tell you and this is what they told me do you think the baristas at Starbucks know everything about where the coffee beans were sourced from no, but they can still sell Starbucks. So that was always like the thing. That was the analogy that they use. I think analogy is the right word. Um, they were like, obviously you can sell this and you don't have to know what you're talking about. Like I'm <laughs> teaching people how to live their lives with yeah. these products that are extremely like um, concentrated. Like it's not safe to be guzzling this or slathering it on your body, but okay. No, not at all. And anytime someone had like a reaction to a diffuser, the backup for that was you can't be allergic to essential oils. It's not molecularly possible. You can't have allergies to essential oils. So if someone came to me and they were like, hey, I'm interested, but I'm allergic to lavender, I would be like, you can't be allergic to lavender. <laughs> that was my excuse. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not allergic. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, so dumb. <laughs> um, I have one more little funny story, actually, that I just okay. I would do pop-up markets. I would do these vendor events to Ooh. sell my essential oils in Florida. So there was this pop-up market every Sunday in Palm Harbor. And that's, like, right off the bay of Tampa Bay there in between um, – Clearwater in uh, Tampa. So I would go there every Sunday with some friends of mine. Oh, excuse me. And um, they had they had actual crafts. So we we would share a tent. We would share a space, and it was like a combined effort to get people interested in all the things that we were selling. And like <laughs> the guy, actually, it was really cool. He made um, glass pipes. For, for smoking the smoking the devil's lettuce out of you know what I'm saying? Glass <laughs> work is so cool. It like, was so cool. We would sit and watch him make these this glass, and his gimmick was he would throw his pieces at people's feet and they wouldn't break. And he'd be like, "Don't you want to buy my pipe? Because it's not going to break. Don't you hate it when your pipe breaks?" So that was really cool. And then the girl who was with us, she made um, items out of leather. And she had crystals. That was her thing. So she was making like leather worked jewelry with genuine leather and combining them with all of these crystals. She was so cool. And they like, they thought what I was doing was cool. So they were like, yeah, man, 
come and hang out with us. You can join our little pop-up booths and we'll make money. Um, the funny part is I only did this maybe two or three times. And the first or the second time, there was another Young Living representative at this vendor event. And what happened was the person who was organizing the event accidentally put us directly across from each other. So we were staring at each other all day. And <laughs> you were dueling. <laughs> well, my innocent little self, bless her heart, I was like, someone else from Young Living is here. And I was excited. And I see this woman and what I had done to make it more crafty and more legit or whatever. My husband and I, the night before, we sat down on my bed and we got out all the oils and we got out all the rollers and all of the uh, items that we needed. And we made a bunch of oil rollers for different health needs, you know, like this is for your sniffles. This is for when you have an upset tummy. And that's what I was selling. Like I would tell people about the starter kit, but I was selling these rollers that I had like pre-made. So what I was doing was different from what that representative was doing. And I was excited. I was like, I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to introduce myself and we are going to be friends. Like I was so innocent walking into this. She hated me, girl. She hated me. (laughs) She was, I was totally in her territory. Like she was not happy that I was there. And I don't even think like I introduced myself to her and I don't think she even told me her name. She was just like, yeah, I see you over there. Did you know that you're not supposed to do that? She was saying like that. And this is true. I don't remember the reason behind it. You're not supposed to create products with your young living oils to sell and tell people that they are young living oils. And I don't know why that is anymore. I knew at one point, but you're not supposed to do that. And I didn't know that previously. So I wasn't technically in my contract that I had signed with Young Living. I wasn't supposed to be making items with my oils and selling them and promoting Young Living at the same time. Okay. Like that was a no-no. And she was like, you can get in a lot of trouble. I was so sad. I was so bummed out. I just kind of went back to my tent and my booth and was just sad for the rest of the day. And you know, I didn't sell anything. And I don't know if she even sold anything either, but she had, she had, she was like my goals with her inventory. She had her inventory all spread out. And you know, you always see the oil huns mm-hmm. inventory loading more than just about anybody else. Um, they always have like these massive stockpiles of Young Living products or doTERRA products, whichever one they're in. And like, there's always like shelves of oils in the background of all their Instagram, you know, like reels and yeah. stuff. Just, yeah, she had so much stuff and she had like this whole like tent was like branded with Young Living and her whole table when tablecloth was branded with Young Living. And I'm just laying there like this small little fish in the sea across from her in my tent. And I was just like, so bummed out that she didn't want to like accept me as a young living team member. You know, I thought we were supposed to be a family. (laughs) I thought we were supposed to be friends. I was so butthurt. (laughs) You're so mean. (laughs) That's just another funny story that I have. That's so sad. I would be so sad too. Yeah, I think that I would go in there like I was like because I did a few events when I was in Plexus 
And if I went into an event and there was like another person that sold any sort of health and wellness stuff, I was like so mad. Oh no. So you, were you in a couple of MLMs? Were yeah. you also in Usborne Books? No, no, no. No? Okay. Sorry. I thought that I had heard you say that at some point. We just, I just did an episode on Usborne Books. That was my last episode. So okay, maybe, that's, that. maybe that's why I thought, okay, yeah. but you were in Plexus. Yes. Plexus and Arbonne. Oh no. Oh yeah. The fistics. Yeah. Were we talking about the fistics the other day? Like I did a thing about inventory loading and I was like, it's oh, always yeah. the fucking fistics. <laughs> it's always the fistics with the Arbun girls. Always. Oh my God. I have so many fistics left and I don't no. know what to do. This, I, I talked about this no. in the last episode and like, I have so much stuff and I'm like, okay, well like maybe one day I can at least create a good video with all of this product and then throw it all away. Yeah, that's like that's what I've been doing. I'm waiting for the right TikTok trend to come along. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're anything like me, I had at least five Young Living products in every room of my house because I went all out. I was using all of the different products. I was using like their their. I wasn't using all of their supplements, but I was drinking the Ningxia Red fruit juice supplement that they always go on about. And I had, you know, all of the cleaning products, the soaps, the shampoos, the face washes, all the things, all the things. My husband was using all the things. Uh, Their makeup. Young Living has a makeup line. I didn't know that. I was using their makeup. It's a mineral makeup. It was a separate company. It's called Savvy Minerals. And Young Living bought them out in 2017 and um you know they go on about how the makeup is infused with essential oils but the only thing that's infused is the lipsticks that they released after buying out savvy minerals they infused the lipsticks with i think orange and tangerine which is really weird but whatever so yeah i was using nothing but this mineral makeup and i kid you not for the last several years of my life, I suddenly had oily skin. Oh, and I was like, well, that's weird. It must be my hormones. (laughs) (laughs) When your MLM gaslights you in a whole nother way. (laughs) So bad. So bad. Nobody needs to be that oily. I'm telling you, it's gross. (laughs) So I literally recently, recently, because you know, like I just got into the anti-MLM community and stopped buying all these products. Like I dropped Young Living like a hot bag of garbage. I was like, get out of here. And it was just such a relief from all of the guilt that I've been kind of keeping to myself inside just all of these years where I'm like, maybe one day I can still do it. Maybe one day I can still have the dream and finding out that that is not attainable and that it's not my fault was just like this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And I have been consuming anti MLM content ever since. Yay, welcome. <laughs> yes, but I bought a um, a matte primer because I was like, I have oily skin and it dried my skin out <laughs> because I don't have oily skin. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. It, it, it's funny and it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so my new like end of podcast question is to tell us about why you are like, you're like, you know how, like you had your why for, um, but now like, tell us about your why as to like why you're anti MLM and why you want to speak out. And 
Cool. I like that. Um, and it's funny you bring that up because I never had a good why. I never had a good enough reason why in it's Young Living. you want to make money. <laughs> exactly. It's because you want to make money. But, you know, we were supposed to get real deep and emotional with it and all yeah. that stuff. Now my why is to, this is just, it's all about awareness. Mm-hmm. It's all about awareness. And honestly, I'm having fun as an anti-MLM creator. I'm just like, you know, I started out and I was just like, I'm going to make a bunch of reels <laughs> on Instagram. So that's what I did. And it's just like, I'm just having a good time with it. But I think that it's really important that we can utilize this aspect of entertainment and social media and we can also educate at the same time. So we're reaching a large audience of people. We're making it fun, but also we're slipping in these little tidbits of information that people may not realize otherwise. So my goal, really, I want to expose the crap that goes on in Young Living because of all of the Young Living deep dives that I have watched on YouTube that anti-MLM creators have come out with, I feel like there's so much that they've left out and it's not even something that I could put in one video. It's something that's going to take me a while to express all of the different aspects of young living that I think are so wrong and so messed up things that completely fooled me things that I think can easily happen to other people. And I just want to bring some light onto that and awareness. And I just, you know, to be completely blatant about this, I want to shit all over Young Living. <laughs> like, seriously, like, fuck Young Living. Oh, my Lord. They they ruined my life for four years. <laughs> yeah. But MLMs in general, of course, education is everything. Awareness is everything. More people need to be talking about it. And ultimately, I, I've never been any kind of a public figure on the internet. Like everything is private. Mm-hmm. I don't like people are never going to see my son's face publicly unless he's like old enough one day to be like, it's cool, mom. Um, but he's a toddler right now. So I'm not going to show his face and I've got my private accounts for like my family stuff. And every now and then I share anti MLM stuff on there because I want those people to be aware of what's going on. Right. Um, but I just wanted to be a part of the movement. It became um, a point in my life where I was like, I can't be quiet anymore. Like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to say this stuff. I'm going to make it fun. And that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love your energy. And I'm so glad that you're here. And on the other side, I can see why they wanted you. I can see why they wanted you. Because they want they, they want anybody they can get. That's true, but you're fun and exciting and thank you. Spunky. Oh, I'm more spunky now than I ever was before. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. I'm like, mm, nope, that's never happening to me again. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad you came on and thank told your you. story. And um, tell everyone where they can find you. So my Instagram handle is real talk underscore safe space. I don't know if that's too complicated for people. Like I, I came up with that name and was just like, good enough. <laughs> so you, you guys can find me on Instagram. I have a lot of fun, you know, making reels on there, but I am starting a YouTube channel soon. Um, it's very difficult for me to find the time to sit and edit because I do have a crazy toddler running around. I work from home. My husband works from home. 
So I'm working on YouTube videos in the pockets of my time, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and that I am going to be coming out with my first YouTube video very soon. But I want to say that it's not so much going to be for the audience of the anti-MLM movement. It's going to be more for people who are thinking of joining Young Living or are already in Young Living because it's a compensation plan deep dive. And I really get into it. And it's I try to make it as unbiased and informative as possible so that if somebody is in Young Living and they have no clue what they're looking at when they're trying to figure out this horrible, crazy, messed up compensation plan that I can inform them and they can be like, whoa, didn't know that's what was going on here. So that's my, um, that's my plan with my first YouTube video. After that, it's just going to be a free for all. We're just, I'm just going to do all the anti MLM stuff after that. But that first one is going to be coming out sometime in the next week. And, uh, your YouTube name yet? Not, uh, I have a YouTube channel that I'm using for my anti-MLM content, like to watch it all, but I'm going to, I think, change the username just so it's not like my first and last name because that's what it is right now. So I'm just going to, uh, I'm probably going to change my username before I end up like uploading, uh, my own content. Okay. Just so people can't like find my private accounts and like come at me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, when you come out with your YouTube name, let me know and I can put it in the show. Like I can always add it out oh, there cool. so people can find you. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. It's going to, yeah, in the next week or so, I'm going to be coming out with that. So I'll Perfect. let you know. Let me know. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate Yay. the shout out. Thanks. And thank you for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go into the thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I heard that Spotify is coming out with a way to rate your podcast. So if that's out by the time you're listening to this, please rate me with five stars. And if you don't like the podcast, please don't rate me at all. Uh <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I'll give you a five star rating. <laughs> um, no, if you have any problems, come and message me and let me know and I can try to work on it or I can tell you that that's the way it is and this is my podcast and I do what I want. <laughs> I love it. But open to feedback, just not in the spot where you rate it because it messes everything up and it makes it harder for people to find the information that we're putting out there and we work hard at this. So, all right, everyone, thank you so much and have a good day or night depending on when you listen to this. Bye.